I've so enjoyed watching the children. It was just awesome. They're, they're kind of moving and raising their hands. and moving. That's just so cool, so awesome. So welcome again. I'm going to get rid of this mic and, and uh, free up. Here we go. A pastor I grew up under, he, he jumped a lot and he pounded. You know, you, know, you, you kind of learn from who was before you, but I'm not as strong as he was. Um, he didn't need a mic, you know. He just—he was one of them old timers that knew how to project. Was blessed with a good set of lungs, and you know, God bless him. Is he still okay? Is he done, Norman? Is, is, is he in his ninety something? My goodness, and he's still, still uh, blessing people in the nursing home. I got something hanging down here. Are you talking about my hair? Okay, here we go. So here, here's my story. I'm down the one hearing aid because I'm, I'm not good at um, taking care of little things and stuff them in my pocket or leave them on the desk by my bedstand and so forth. But I got one. I'm clicking. I'm, one, I'm, I'm half there. Okay. And I, I, can, I can hear you uh, and your amens, and I can see your smiling faces, and it's all good. I just feel good to be home. Uh, I don't know how many times I've said that already, but um, <laughs> I, I hope it shows. And it, part of me is disconnect, when I'm disconnected from my church community, family, I, had a, I just feel blah. I feel empty. So I'm glad to be back, so forth, in the saddle. But Psalm 103, I, I told you folks about my story, maybe a little bit. I was sick and, you know, you know, the COVID stuff. And uh, boy, that zaps you. Some of it got it worse. Some of us have had it worse. But I was laying on bed and I kept thinking on this Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is with me. I can't get that. My, my voice might crack. I said that already. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He's not just saying it from his, from his intellect. It's coming out of him. Deep within him. Because the psalmist had a relationship with God. And there's a difference between knowing about God the knowing God. And how do we know God? As we spend time with him and we wait on him, we talk to him, and then we listen for him to talk to us. I'm going to, I'm going to borrow from Carrie's experience this week, okay? I'm going to borrow her story about, oh, I don't know, it's been quite some years, several years, that we visited uh, we visited Southeastern College where our girls are going to school, Southeastern College in Florida. And at that time, uh, Cody was sort of interested in the school. He was checking it out. And uh, Carrie and I were walking through the, uh, you know, the, the building areas and so forth. We kind of were outside. This, this lady goes, hi, Carrie. A wool. And so this gal is from Aiken. And you probably would recognize Sherry Kettrick. Maybe you wouldn't. 
um, Tetrick that used to have the auto store. Anyway, what are the chances that Sherry texts Carrie this week while we were driving past the school? And we, she hasn't heard from her for several years. And Carrie was kind of like, you know, her, you know, going through a little stretch of trial with, with her father. And her father's um, doing okay, but he, he, needs, he needs strength from the Lord. And it just kind of just gave her that boost, like, God is with me. I don't know how you orchestrate that. I don't know if some would say, well, that's just coincidence. Some would say, well, that's pretty cool. God has his ways of reminding us that he is with you. And if we just would sometimes just, Lord, would you remind me again? Would you just give me that assurance? Am I on the right path? Am I on the right? Am I doing what? Am I pleasing to you? That reminds me of a preacher that we heard often at camp. I'm starting to sound like him maybe in my own mind because he wouldn't finish sentences. And so he, he would, he, yeah. He would, he, and you would fill in. I think he covered more ground that way. So I'm trying to save him my voice. Okay. Bear with me. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. And God didn't say, love the Lord thy God with some of your heart or a portion of your heart, did he? He said, with all of your heart, love the Lord God with all of your heart. Because if we don't love God with all of our hearts, something else will get in between that will want to take its place. And how many know and you understand that there are a lot of things bidding in this life, pulling on us for our time, for our energy, for, for who, what we can do. And we've got to understand that the Lord, I believe, has a rhythm and a pattern and a season for everything. And that God's ways are always the best. So the psalmist is, really, this is what the psalmist is summarizing here is that it pays to know God. It pays to serve the Lord. It pays to include God in your life because he doesn't just stay here in the church when you leave today. He goes with you to your home and he will be with you tomorrow in the workplace if you go to work or maybe you're retired. He will be with you in every season of your life. We ought to get excited. Don't get too excited, though. But if you're, you're going like this, then I know you're, you're excited. This is here. There's a, there's, a, there's a Scandinavian culture up here. And right and I love it because I, I, I'm one of them. And so if we're sitting here like this, we're excited. That's excitement. So, but you realize much of the Jewish culture expressed themselves. I know 
I know I love some of the Jewish uh, songs. They're often in a minor, but they're in a jig. They're just they're dancing. They're 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 expressing. And David was much uh, into praise. He was into it. He was unashamed to dance before the Lord, even what others might have think, might have thought of him. That's okay. We're not going to ask you to dance. I get nervous when the preacher says, "Oh, we got to get ready to dance." Well, I'll get up, then I might do this. But that's about as much. Bless the Lord, O my soul. My soul needs to be reminded that God is in my heart. God has purchased my salvation. And he begins to say, now remember. He says, verse 3, verse 2 rather. Forget none of his... How many times... Have you forgot things until you were, were reminded? Jog your memory a little bit. Why was it so hard for the children of Israel three days into the journey, after they had crossed the Red Sea, after they saw the mighty victory that the Lord brought on the Egyptian enemy, Ah, three days in, of course, they were thirsty. They begin to complain. Moses, you brought us out here to die. Right? Lord, couldn't you have just ended it in Egypt? Now, I wanted to use that Old Testament illustration because I think we can identify many times with the humanity, the human side of life. And they were looking at their situation as the people of God forgot about what their Lord had done for them three days in. And I read from Exodus 15, 26. And he says this, and he said, If you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his, spirit, his sight, and give ear to his commands, and of statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. This, this is right right in the text, right in the setting where the Lord instructed Moses to, to hit the rock. Water would come out. They came to a place, they tried to drink the water, but it was bitter, poisonous. Isn't God good? That when you're in a desert place, that when you're in a hard place in life, Isn't God good to give you a drink of who he is? Reminds me much of the Samaritan woman who was trying to understand the the Lord's words as the Lord was saying to her, I have water, but if you drink, you won't thirst anymore. 
Whoa, she was taken back by that, wasn't she? The Lord himself is that living water. And so many people have yet to drink, yet to receive Christ, yet to allow Christ to become Lord of their life. And therefore they go through this, this world very weary, very strained, very stressed, very overwhelmed because they're trying to see how they're going to make it from their own estimation rather from the Lord. Are you with me? Amen. The Lord has a way of helping us overcome this world through faith. Now, through fresh off the press, fresh off the press, you, you heard a little bit about the story. Now you're going to hear the rest of the story. The first place he went to was, um, I was a little bit concerned to get out of a car, actually. Just a little concerned. Not too sure who was going to meet. The place, was, as my kid would say, was sketchy. That's a new word, isn't it? Sketchy. Yeah, sketchy means something like, yeah, I'm not too sure if you'd want to take a walk in this part of town. And so we visited several places. It would be a story. Well, we got one car. We got to get it in. But it's coming. It's on its way. Well, you let us know. Do you want to put some money down first? I think not. Oh, my. That was a good one. Now, the other place we drove one, we actually liked it. But the air conditioning wasn't working. And if you're in Florida, right, it's like in Minnesota, you need a heat. Probably more than there. So it turns out that that kind of faulty. Well, we are, well, they should fix it, and, and we'll send it in, and, and we'll let you know. Okay, as we continued to search and drive. And so all through all this, I was beginning to wonder, Lord, maybe she don't need a car. That's a good way to look. Maybe, maybe you should. She's got friends. They're willing to drive her, right? She'd save on gas. She'd save on insurance. And then the call or the email, whatever Carrie was talking about, that, that car showed up. And it was just like, I think this is it. As soon as they drove up, I felt like, I think this is it. So, but it had to be up to Anna. She had to like it. And she, boy, she sees things that I don't see. Well, there's a little ding here. It's not so bad. And, and the owner was, what I liked about her, she, she was right up front honest. We've had the car this long. The reason we want to get rid of it because my husband needs a truck. Yes. <laughs> and so we talked, and, and, and she, we felt more and more comfortable. Um... It even worked in that Carrie connected with that lady. Don't say this, Lord. See, they connected it over their nails. Yes! Sorry. I got on a tangent. God is good. And we thought, you know, this feels better all the time. And so she, the owner goes, you don't have to decide right now. You can wait. I'll hold it for you. Well, wow. 
very kind of you, but I think we're ready to take it. Do you want me to go with you down to the place where we do the transition? Oh, that would be very nice. How good was that? So it all worked out. Why do I get so stressed when it's not working? Am I able to bless the Lord, oh, my soul, when it's not working? That's the question. In fact, the matter is, when it's not going so well, when we're facing trial, I need to get my soul in the right place. Hello. Come on. A little bit of feedback would help. I know myself enough to know this. That Gary sometimes doesn't want to praise the Lord. There you go. Like it. I just want to say that because I'm human as it comes. But I've learned this. But Gary will start to push himself to the Lord, begin to praise the Lord in spite of how he may feel. All of a sudden, something kicks in. The Lord begins to give back. The Lord begins to honor that whole thing. And then it turns into spirit-filled praise. And we cross a line. And then my dad would say we get carried away. My dad would say simply, we, we got blessed. How many need to get blessed sometimes? And what I'm talking not, I'm not talking about the car. I'm talking about something within our soul, man. Something that will last. Something that we can chew on. Something that will cause us to go the extra mile. Something that we have that we can, we can, we can respond better. Because we have the soul food. In our spirit, man. And Paul understood the difference. Paul described in many of his letters that there was this battle that was going on between his flesh and his spirit. They were in opposition one to another. But guess what? If you give way to the Lord, you will be happier. And I believe the psalmist is reminding us through this psalm that he is with you no matter where you are today in this very moment or season of your life. He is not going to leave you. And he reminds us, he pardons all your iniquity. That's number one healing. That's the greatest healing ever. Who takes our sin away. We cannot take our own sin away. We cannot save ourselves. We are all doomed without Jesus. His death on the cross, his resurrection made it possible for God the Father to look upon you and I now to see us as righteous in His sight. Number one, the healing is salvation. But there are also other physical benefits. We see it right here, who pardons, who heals all your diseases. Verse 3 of Psalm 103, He heals all your diseases. He heals all your diseases. He heals all your diseases. There's nothing too difficult for God. Now, some will say, well, how come God doesn't always heal? He's God. In the end of the book, in the end of the chapter, we have this word. God is sovereign, and he rules all. It's up to God. He, uh, it, it is the nature of God to heal. It is in his nature. 
And I believe sometimes he's stretching us to trust him even though he may not heal. As Paul said three times, there was something called a thorn in his flesh. And God says no. Because you will learn to lean on me. And my grace is sufficient. And I believe in healing. I'm all for it. I, I, I pray for that. I pray that we're going to, today, people, people are going to get touched even in this, this very setting, and that, that in your situation, things are going to, you need a breakthrough, whatever it may be. But let's begin to believe God for who He says He is. He heals all our diseases. I don't come with questions. I shouldn't come to him. Well, maybe he'll heal me. I need to come. God, you are the healer. And I believe you are healing me. And begin to walk in that faith. Begin to express that. Begin to see it even before it happens. I had, a, had an, uh, one of the, the this way back. This is way back. I had one of the uh, volunteer RVer at the beginning of this the building, we, we, they would come and park here in the summer and they would work. They would work hands-on in the building and we just really were blessed. And uh, there was a situation in the couple's life that they, there was a real need and, and, and God told, told the, the father, if you just begin to believe, see that person as whole already before it happens. And sure enough, as they begin to believe that person, they begin to see that person as being whole, and sure enough, God came through. I don't know exactly how to explain it. Well, some say, well, you don't have enough faith. Well, that, let's start with what we have. Let's start with the, it doesn't matter necessarily how much. You start with what you have. And Jesus, of course, said a mustard seed faith. I wonder if we could get excited of how Jesus is healing people in your lives and in your family. And number one, God is working in your behalf because his desire is that none perish. His desire that none be away from him for all eternity. Until so he reminds us of that very thing in verse 4. He redeems your life from the pit the pit of destruction, the pit of despair, the pit of hell. He has redeemed us. He has purchased. He has brought us out of that place, away from that. He's kept us from that place. He crowns you with loving kindness, compassion, compassion. Now verse 5 is, I find it quite interesting. Who satisfies your years with good things. He don't, he don't necessarily name the good things. Do you know there are good things that God has for you? He satisfies you and I with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Now, this so happens, I'm reading through the Bible, and this so happens, my devotional reading this morning was Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, you, you know this, you don't know this, okay. Well, some of you do. But Ecclesiastes would be summed up in basically everything that's happened, anything that's happened to you has happened, and anything that will happen has already happened. Whoa, whoa, 
Everything that has been shall be. And, and Solomon is trying to lay out nothing in this life satisfies the soul. Nothing, no matter how many riches, no matter how many horses are in the stable, how many barns you build, how many houses you how many airplanes you own, and on and on and on. I'm picking on people. How many automobiles and what's the best looking place in the country doesn't satisfy the inner man. So it comes down to the stretch. It's temporary. This life is short. So temporal. So many things that we see are, why do we work, work so hard in this Ecclesiastes basically talks about that God occupies our hearts so that we are happy in doing what we're doing. God is in our hearts. He occupies, he dwells with us. I believe that we can be happy. I believe that there are gifts that he's given to you that you get blessed. You get a pleasure. Something you enjoy doing. That's something from God. Oh my goodness. Do you think God wants you and I to be satisfied? Well, I think so. But nothing in this life will satisfy us except that we know it comes from God. Always giving due to the Lord. The Lord was with us. The Lord led us, helped us to find the cause. The Lord was on our side. The Lord was looking out for us when we thought he just kind of went away. The Lord was already working on our behalf. And it's so interesting to me sometimes how God goes over the top so many times because God is not only working in your situation, but he's working in other people's situation, getting them ready. And so I turned to the lady that we bought the car from, and I said, you know what? You're an answer to my prayer. And she says, you know what? You're an answer to my prayer. Isn't that crazy? Because, oh, if I would have been, you know, just get this thing done, let's just buy the other one, and, you know, oh, doesn't feel good. God sometimes needs a little more time. Now, God can do things quickly, but oftentimes he's never in a hurry like you and I, but he's always seemingly on time. Why is that? Verse 19. No one has fallen asleep yet, I don't think. It's good to be home. The Lord has established, verse 19, I'm just going to skip it down to here. Now, I didn't read the verses about we're but dust. <laughs> now, it's true. I know man is for sure because God took man first. And what did he do? He took the dirt, 
breathed and made, created man. So don't get too excited except that this life is when it passes for the people of God, we are just going to begin to live. So we sang that song on, and on, you know, 10,000 reasons. And on that day when my strength is failing, what is it that is our hope? And it is knowing that you're going to meet the Lord and you're going to be with him. But there's also a part in us that wants to say to our family or those who we love, say, keep carrying on. Keep living for the Lord. Let the Lord God be in your, your family. Because we didn't read this verse. I'm going to back up and then we'll come back to verse 19. But verse 17 of Psalm 103. The loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. Notice that phrase, and those who fear him. And it's a healthy fear. It's a fear that we, 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 we know that God could strike us. But he's gracious. We fear God because he deserves all the reverence, all the awe. And his righteousness to children's children and children and generation, and the next generation. Here's what I'm seeing through this, this, this little verse. Riches cannot satisfy. Cars cannot satisfy. It's your children and their children, if they come to know Jesus through your witness or your influence, then you are satisfied. Nothing can buy that. Nothing can take the place of your own flesh and blood. And I believe that if we will work toward loving God with all our heart, that it will be easier for our children to understand how to love God. That they will have a better chance so the church is established by Jesus himself to be the father or the brother or the sister to those who do not have a so-called family to connect to. And so you and I are understanding this in a kind of in a double way here, that the church needs to produce more children, more people. It's a multiplication thing. And God is going to do the growing. God is the one if he will just stay and trust and reach out. No one was, is without in any family I don't think there's hardly a family on the earth that hasn't went through some kind of a crisis, some kind of a deep thing or struggle in some way. 
And it's at those moments when we realize, I can't build the house. I can't do it on my own. In another place, the psalmist said, 127, unless the Lord builds the house, they will labor, labor in vain. And the Lord wants to be involved in your life. And then we sum it up with this. His sovereignty rules over all. What does that mean? His sovereignty means that he's in control. It means that we can rest knowing that he knows what he's doing. We know that this world's in chaos beyond what we can imagine. We know that we're, we're concerned about what's happening in our world. But ultimately, God, unless God, unless God, unless God comes on the scene, unless the church knows what its next order is, unless the church hears what the Lord is saying, then we don't know what to do. We begin to be afraid like the Jews were the children of Israel. When they begin to complain three days in, Lord, help us. God is so patient. The time is ticking. In the sovereign hand of the Lord, may he move across our world, across our, our needy areas around the world, across Afghanistan in particular, that's on our hearts today, across many people that are broken, many people that are suffering, many people in our streets that are homeless, many people that are suffering from all kinds of an addiction life, all kinds of abuse that is going on in the family. May God help us to walk as an example, being a light. He's chosen you and I to walk with him for such a time as this. And if I could sum it up with one more verse, back to Ecclesiastes, Solomon, all, all came down to these two verses that in conclusion, when all has been heard, is to fear God, keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. To, for God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Why? Because God is sovereign. God will judge, and he is judge. I want to become, I want to become beneath his judgment today. I want, to be, I want to come beneath his calling us to you, calling us to him, calling you and I to him. And for whatever the reason, we may struggle, we may have our doubts, we may have our fears, we may have what is known as sometimes a little bit, uh, we, we may have moments of discouragement, we may feel sometimes, why God, why God, why God? Why are, you, why are you doing this now? Why are you letting this happen? And so as we sing this little chorus, you can, uh, I'm going to switch back, okay, to the mics. The first verse that I was had in my notes, separate from Psalms. You know, here, the, one of the tricks of the devil, one of his schemes, is when we mess up, he reminds us, he wants us to think that we're unvaluable and worthless so much that we don't want to even ask the Lord to bring, bring us healing. And that's a trick of the enemy. 
And he wants to, the Lord himself in 1 John describes how that if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. So what God, what God responds to us is, here I am. I'm a sinner. Here I am. Help me. Sometime when we have a hard time believing, here I am, oh Lord, help me in my unbelief. And so he starts with where we're at, right where you're at today, Lord. The Lord knows everything about your situation. He knows when you feel like this is, this is beginning to get too much, I can't do anything. I can't go on, I just don't feel like it. Let's begin to just call on him. When my, the, the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. There may be days where he felt like it, and there were maybe days that he didn't feel like it. Let's just sing this song, then we're going to close in prayer and present our needs before the Lord. Lord, I come.